Welcome. <laughs> this is FMMMM. <laughs> I can't do it. That's it. This is FMMMM. All right. All right. Now that we got our giggles out, welcome to FMMMM. This is a podcasts with only three episodes because that is all I need um but yeah so my name is Miana Dela Cruz my name is Melissa Dela Cruz um and we are sisters we're sisters woo we put the M&M in M&M all right so today we're gonna be talking about women in ministry uh oh wait no we should do we should do icebreaker first not an icebreaker. Wasn't the whole intro an icebreaker? Hello? The audience knows literally nothing about us. Okay. All right. Let's do some Sorry. introductions. Oh. What? It's great. Okay, let's do some introductions first before we jump into our discussions. Okay. Um, my name is Miana. I'm a student at Baylor University. I'm a religion major. A civic interfaith studies minor. Um more things about me um something that my teacher does in our little side note something my te- that my teacher does in my human diversity class is she asks like all the guest panelists to um state some identities that they have that would like that's like relevant in the conversation so <clears throat> some identities for example for me would be obviously I'm a woman uh I'm in ministry um, at my local church. Um, another identity that's relevant in this conversation would probably be that I'm Filipino. That That's also a good one. Um, and probably that I am younger. I am a young adult. All right. What about you? My name is Melissa Dela Cruz. I'm also a student, um, but I'm getting my master's at Dallas Theological Seminary. Um, I'm in the Master's of Theology program um, with an emphasis in apologetics and philosophy. Um, I thought you were going to be talking about like a fun fact of something that your professor does. And the only thing that I thought <coughs> about, like I was going to say something fun about my professor. Basically, he showed us a picture of Martin Luther and said that he had the riz. <laughs> And I was really hoping that you're going to go that direction. I have the picture I can show you. It's beautiful. Did he um, have Riz? I mean, kind of. He looked kind of young, but Martin Luther's not really my type. <laughs> I um, mean, hey. But um, as far as identities go, I've been serving in worship ministry um, for the past 13, almost 14 years now. Um, so I started when I was 11. Um, and... Uh, growing up in the church as a woman in ministry, I've kind of uh, encountered a lot of these different um, stereotypes or things that often are like found in the church that are kind of problematic or on the other side, lots of ways that I've been encouraged as a woman and people have mm. actually addressed that specifically. So it's been great. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So talking about women in ministry, I think the first thing that people automatically go to when discussing women in ministry is paul yeah paul what are you doing bro 
And um, the easy answer is to say, you have to look at the context. Yes. Yeah, provide us some theological insight. Well, here's the deal. There's a lot more to the context than people saying like, oh, well, all of the women were corrupt or whatever. Mm. Which actually some people don't, don't actually know that. So maybe that is helpful. Mm-hmm. The women were corrupt in the church of Corinth. And um, what do you mean by corrupt? Like they were just constantly like being, well, for one, they saw women as being ones who are deceivers. So mm. the women were often the ones who were um, subjugated to being like wrongly indoctrinated, mm-hmm. basically in a simpler sense, saying that the women were gullible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because of that, then they started teaching false doctrine. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's several, I mean, which, which passage? Are, I guess I'm talking about the passage in Corinthians. Yeah. Um, where, um, where basically he says that they're not supposed to speak in the church. Um, oh yes. Yeah. Well known And so, yeah. And so like, while this is like, it was an assertion that he made for the church and while it can be true in some other areas, um, Paul really was just, (laughs) I'm sorry, I get distracted. <laughs> um, Paul was really saying that they're they're really just speaking a false instruction, um, and so it it could have just been a guy thing too, where like if men were being indoctrinated, I think that's like not something that's just just like a woman thing. Like women are people who um, are deceivers, which also is again backed up by like the story of Adam and Eve. Where mm-hmm. Eve is the one who was deceived, and so they kind of follow into that that um, stereotype, I guess. Um, but it's also because too that um, the instructions that were given by the church for women to follow during worship services, um, they were um, highly influenced by what was going on kind of around them, and so um, mm-hmm. because they were being indoctrinated falsely and then teaching, mm-hmm. that was kind of a contextual thing that was happening. So. From what I'm hearing, it's that, like, women, at least back in the context of, like, when Paul was talking about it, that women were, correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, they were, like, educated? They had, like, poor education? Yeah, they were, like, not supposed to be educated, and so... And then they would hold that against <clears throat> the women? Yes, and then when they were educated, they were educated with false doctrine, and so it was... So, like, you're kind poor, of setting it up for yeah. failure here. <laughs> Wow. It's kind of bad. I didn't even know that. That's <clears throat> terrible. Yeah. And so it just wasn't like a great thing. And um, I mean, that was even happening too in the First Timothy passage that everybody uses. The uh, First Timothy 2. Yeah. Verses 19 like nine, to 15. 19 to 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that one, um, really in that text too, a lot of people don't recognize that Paul also addresses men in that passage like they think like oh this is just about women Mm -hmm. but paul literally tells them to worship without anger and dispute so it's like oh he tells the men to do that yeah oh okay yeah let me pull up let me pull up the verse real quick as you should let me pull up the receipts yeah i never knew that okay i'm pulling up the new american standard (sighs) version because that is the one that dts loves okay (laughs) so literally it's instructions for believers is the whole, it's the title of that like passage, mm-hmm. um, eight through 15. And Paul literally starts it with, therefore, I want the men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger and dispute. And 
And then he also says, he uses the term likewise. Mm -hmm. And so it's like in the same way that Paul is asking the men and exhorting them to not have essentially like anger problems and complaining Mm -hmm. in the same way he also wants women to adorn themselves with proper clothing and so basically in this instance the men are dressing themselves quote-unquote dressing themselves in anger Mm -hmm. and then women are quote-unquote dressing themselves in vanity Mm -hmm. and so he's basically equating that the man equivalent of let's say women's vanity is anger Mm -hmm. and so um, he's really doing two different things. And here. that's is- interesting because most people, they talk, they mainly emphasis, emphasize on like women and like how they dress themselves more the uh-huh. more so than the verse of Paul saying, hey, guys, don't be so angry. Yeah. Yeah. And like, sure, there is more that um, Paul says in this passage about women, mm-hmm. Um like, obviously, verse 11 and 12, where he talks about um, women having to be quiet and be submissive and not allowing a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. Um, and so I can see where, like, a lot of people are still kind of being, like, obviously hesitant, reluctant over whether or not women should belong in ministry. Um, but a man in ministry would be basically... Um, argued against his position in ministry would be argued against if he was a man who was anger and disputeful Mm -hmm. dang so when discussing like women in ministries and more so their roles because we i mean we can go all day talking like going back and forth of like what the bible says about um women's roles in the church Mm -hmm. and all that stuff but, like, from, I think in this discussion, it would be, like, more beneficial talking about, like, personal experiences. So, as you, like you said earlier in your introduction, you um, basically grew up in ministry. You started at, like, what, age 11? Mm-hmm. And not only were you, like, really young, you were also, like, a girl. So, I'm just curious how those, like, two identities influenced your role in ministry yeah well it wasn't all it wasn't just the fact that I was a girl but it was that it was an age thing too and also a place of authority um when I was 11 I was basically well I was still being submitted under a worship pastor because I was still like training and learning how to be on a worship team um but then in other instances I was still leading worship for like our youth group And so in those instances, I never was really viewed or like felt like I was seen as this like young little girl, especially in my um, ability to lead worship in like youth group and stuff. I was basically just like the girl who played the guitar all the time. Um, And so it was great. So I didn't feel like I had to like um, prove myself or Mm -hmm. I felt like as a girl, I was being looked differently at. Like I just didn't really grow up in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, the woman thing wasn't really, um, such a huge, um, part of my story as growing up in ministry as my age was. Mm. Um, and I think both can both be, um, talked about because it is really, um, just perspective of the person of like how basically other people are viewing me. And so mm-hmm. I think like in the same way that people have like, um, 
arguments against women being in a ministry. I think people have arguments against young people being in ministry because they're not like mature enough Mm -hmm. or they haven't had enough experience. And so that's where I kind of feel like I draw a lot more of my um, past experiences and how I dealt with it. It was in the terms of my age. And so I specifically remember there was this bass player that I used to play with who was like 55 at the time. (laughs) And I was the worship director at 17 years old. And, like, the churches that I grew up in, they didn't really ever address, like, women in ministry and we Mm -hmm. should empower women. Like, it was just, like, oh, yeah, anyone anyone can play. That was kind of their slogan. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I was, like, 17 as the worship director um, and having to tell a 55-year-old woman what to do who plays (laughs) the bass, I was like, I don't have authority here. This should not be my place, which I think is the mindset of a lot of women in ministry. Um. But she basically was like, hey, like, you have been positioned by the Lord to be in this authority, Mm -hmm. and so walk in it. And Mm -hmm. so that kind of was just like, man, like, I didn't make myself be here, nor Mm -hmm. was I, like, forcing myself to be here because I was young or, like, acting out of my, um, I guess, resistance that, like, different people have um, in in the senses of me being young or being a woman. Like, I think some people will make decisions and be like, no. I should be in ministry because I am a woman and mm-hmm. like use that as their kind of crutch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, no, the Lord has actually positioned me in this place. So I need to walk in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did. And so I like learned how to um, be authoritative and walk in the giftings that the Lord had given me um, despite my age. And I think that's the thing that like people, especially women in ministry have to remember, especially if they're like experiencing a lot of like, backlash or discussions or anything it's okay well the lord has positioned me here then what do i do in that and it's you walk in it yeah and so um yeah and so that's what i did and then come to dts um when i first started having conversations about being at dts now dts is like they call it the 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 um, engineering school of theology and so Mm -hmm. it's super like um legalistic and conservative Mm -hmm. and very like baptist and Mm -hmm. just like everything is to the word and dispensationalism if you know what that is i Mm -hmm. am finishing up and i still don't fully know what (laughs) dispensationalism is but whatever um but it wasn't until like the 90s that they started letting women actually start attending the school Mm -hmm. or at least finishing and so walking into an area where it's like this place is known to be a place that does not allow women in ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can still kind of like experience some of that where one of my professors was like, okay, men, when you're in the pulpit and you're preaching your sermons and women, when you're in your Bible studies and when you're in kids ministry. He said that? It was a girl. Oh, she's no. So I was like, well, <laughs> no. <what?" laughs> not and so i've just been like okay like i understand your point of view is i mean another argument is women have specific roles in the church that they can have Mm -hmm. um but i really truly believe that like the lord gives all spiritual gifts to all genders and he's not like choosing like yeah okay this man like only men can have the gift of a pastor yeah like i think that's wrong and that's not the heart of god yeah um but so with my professor when she said that i was like way Absolutely. to way to tell your views i guess <laughs> I also you as a woman there's so much freedom yeah there's freedom yeah. That you can like you can step into more um and so that was kind of like the only experience that i had at dts where i was like ouch like you really yeah. think that and it's coming from a woman um and that was like one of the backlash experiences that i had 
But like I've had more positive than like negative experiences at DTS and anything, which is really surprising. That's and good. I think it also shows that the church is kind of like, or even like DTS is kind of turning a corner mm-hmm. where I had a discussion with um, one of my classes. We had a New Testament in contemporary culture class. And my professor said, you know, like with the inclusion of women and even like African-Americans coming to the school now, mm-hmm. um, he was he was saying that our theology hasn't changed, but maybe we're opening a blind, opening up a, an eye that was once blind to something that actually mm. aligns with scripture and is scriptural. Um, wow. And so I was like, OK, Dr. Fanton, that's awesome. <laughs> Shout out, Dr. Fanton. Shout out, Dr. Fanton. <laughs> um, and... Uh, and yeah, and so it's, I don't think it's anything where it's like, we're changing our theology, we're changing the meaning of scripture, but I really truly see it as a, I think we're opening a, a blind eye, or an eye that was once blind to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in a preaching class. Oh, she's a preacher. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was required. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not by my own doing. <laughs> but here's the deal. I'm in a class at DTS. Yeah. I'm the only woman oh. in a class of 12 men. No. And I said. I would have cried. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the way that I was going to be like, let me see myself out of this class. But then also it's required. So it's like, well, I have to be here. Yeah. But anyway, I like didn't talk during like all class discussion and stuff. Like I would only talk like during my sermons because mm-hmm. we had to present sermons in front of men. And I was like, what do y'all think of me? <laughs> oh, no. Um, and, and then, um. I would, like, give my sermons, and they would be, like, be so encouraging, and I'm, like, Oh, really? Hello? That's so good to hear. I know. Like, they would be, like, you're so, like, fiery, and, like, <laughs> and I'm, like, huh? <laughs> I, I like I like how it's different. Okay, so most, like, church events, when it's, like, women's ministry, they do something. It's so, like, floral and, like, pretty. I know, but he, there's this guy. Okay, also, it's the young generation, too. The young generation is the one that's, like, more open to this, I think. Okay. Um... But it was, like, people, like, closer to my age. Obviously, I'm, like, still kind of the youngest people in my... Or person in my class because I'm 24. And I'm <laughs> finishing up. And so it's, like, everybody else is, like, 30. And I'm, like, hello. Yeah. Um, but he was, like, you remind me of Bianca Oltoff. <laughs> and I was, like, her? <laughs> Bianca! <laughs> I love her. But... That's all. <laughs> no further... No further statements. Um... But he, he kind of, but there was this guy, I forgot his name. I think his name was like Nick or something like that. Um, but he was, Fair enough. He's, I mean, he said it was something like, he like equated it with like Mickey. Okay. Maybe his name was Mickey. Shout I think it was just Mickey. Mick. Anyway, um, but he was like, I'm just going to address the elephant. This is like after my second sermon. Uh-huh. He was like, I'm just going to address the elephant in the room. He was like, I know that you're the only girl in this oh, class of 12 guys. No. And I just wanted to crawl into a corner. <laughs> but he was like, I know you're in this class of 12 guys, but like your your voice is really valuable. What you have to say is oh. really important. And I was like, thanks, Vic. <laughs> and and it, it, it's always good. It's like, not, it, it's not that you need like their like affirmation. Yeah. But it's but like, like it, thanks. Yeah. That's really important. And I think too, it's like, we don't, I don't think we often like um, affirm or like, address the women who are actually in ministry right now like they're just kind of there and they're like well i have to be equal like a man so please mm-hmm. pay no mind mm-hmm. but it's like no i think we actually should be like uh not congratulate. congratulations <laughs> congratulations like affirming or yeah, like, like going active, out of your actively, way yeah, yeah going out of their way and saying hey you're really strong for being in this position because i know there's a lot of backlash mm-hmm. um and yeah 
And then I also know, too, that there's, like, um, nightmares at DTS where, like, some girls will experience professors being, like, oh, well, women have to be silent or them making jokes of, like, women not being able to finish the program because they shouldn't be That's a in thing? industry. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, I did not know that. It was in that. this other professor's class. We'll not name names, <laughs> but I know who it is. And I know I will side, not take your class. Side-eye. Bombastic, Bombastic side-eye. I'm looking at you. <laughs> I will not say his name, but he has, like, joked about that before. Quote-unquote joked. But then mm-hmm. it's like, there's always some truth to every joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but... For the most part, my experience is my experience has been pretty positive. Pretty yeah, sad. I think that we're very blessed to like never really experience um, any type of like backlash because of our gender in ministry. Um, I don't know if that is just like out of like luck or I don't know maybe denomination or just like the location that we've always lived in but we've never really experienced yeah a lot of and denomination is huge because you think that like, plays a big factor oh yeah because like non-denominational churches they're the ones that'll be a little bit more like lenient because mm-hmm. they don't have like a whole set of um like tradition that they're mm-hmm. following basically i mean non-denominational is we are not a denomination yeah um we're different. We're different. <laughs> um, but obviously, like, other denominations, especially high churches, you'll get more of the, like, women shouldn't be in ministry. Mm-hmm. However, there are some, like, high churches that I know of that are, like, Presbyterian or um, Episcopalian that actually have, like, women pastors now. And I'm like, yeah, huh, interesting. Yeah. One thing that I find really interesting that I didn't realize was the thing is, is some churches, they purposely don't call their women's staff, like, pastors. Like, they'll only call yeah. them, like, ministers. That's I fair. Think. And I found that to be, like, so interesting because, like, growing up in all of... We went to, like, two, three churches, I would say. We can call our home church. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of them, they've all had women on staff that they identified as pastor mm-hmm. like all of even like elders like they'll be like yeah, we women, have women elders. elders and so hearing like everyone talk about like yeah like my old church back at home like they don't call women pastors even though they're in a pastoral they just call them ministers mm-hmm. and i'm like that's so insane that like i don't think that they'll go out of their way to like maybe it is but, like kind of going out of their way to like not call them a pastor when i'm like Literally just call them a pastor. That's what they're doing uh-huh. is being a pastor. And if they are called pastor, it's mainly only in like kids ministry. Right. It's like, it's a kids pastor. <laughs> but yeah. No, that was good. You, it's really funny because you literally touched on like every, like you went into every like question that I was going to ask you. Well, perfect. It's like, oh, great minds think alike. Right. FMMM. <laughs> one singular brain cell. One brain cell. And we're only four years apart. Can y'all believe that? Only. I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long gap. No, that's good. Okay, that was a good conversation. I really Thanks. liked that. I enjoyed that. You, you're a smart cookie. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm almost done with my master, so I pray. Do Do you you plan on going to get your doctorates right? 
Probably. Oh, I need to take at she's a doctor. I need to take at least a year off. Oh yeah, good Lord, <laughs> my brain hurts. I think your program's like a hundred and twenty. hundred and twenty hours. hours. Oh my, that gosh. is literally a second bachelor's. <laughs> no, yeah, she's, no, I should have just gone back and gone to the second. Ba- no, I shouldn't. No, <laughs> <laughs> what? But my bachelor's was easier for sure. Yeah, and you did, uh, for those that don't know, you got your bachelor's. I got my bachelor's at Grand Canyon University, Lopes Up in um, Worship Arts with an emphasis in worship ministry. And then I went into apologetics and philosophy. (laughs) (laughs) She's (laughs) well-rounded. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. Um, I think for concluding this conversation, it would be good just to kind of summarize. Like if, okay. Let's say if a girl comes up to you and it's like, hey, I want, like, I've always felt a calling for ministry, but I don't really know. Like, let's say this girl that comes up to you, she's had a background um, of being with the church that doesn't really approve women in ministry, mm-hmm. and but she feels called to ministry. What advice would you give her? I would say um, the Lord is one who makes a way in the wilderness. And so if it feels like, you are in the wilderness because people like man isn't allowing you to step into these positions. I believe the Lord is one who makes a way for that. Mm -hmm. Um, and even just seeing like in a school like DTS where they're already kind of turning a corner and recognizing that women actually do belong in ministry. Like, I think that's a big deal because, um, like they're pretty, they're pretty like solid on their theology or at least Mm -hmm. just very like nitpicky and very firm on it. And the fact that that's something that's being like, alleviated is kind of a big thing and even too we've seen the life of jesus like he interacted with women all the time Mm -hmm. and like paul with like i mean phoebe was like one of the biggest like people in the bible um like there's definitely a a place for women to be in ministry and so um yeah definitely believe that like if the lord has called you to something then walk in it um Mm -hmm. and if it's just um preaching in like Women's women woman ministry or kids ministry for now, like it's not like the Lord isn't gonna open the door for you um to step into like an actual pastoral place. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so I guess just acknowledge your calling and walk in it. That's good. Wow, what wise words well, from thank you so much. Melissa Della Cruz herself. That is round me. of applause. Yay, it's just me. <laughs> Maybe we should get an audience next time. Let them hype me can up we, a little bit. Can we bit. just get a laugh track? Not laugh track. <laughs> Good job, Melissa. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Don't pull it up. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Please say it again. Okay. Okay, I'll say it again since you pulled it up. All right, everyone give a round of applause to Melissa. Yes, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, all my right. fans. <laughs> Shut. <laughs> all right, well, that's all for this episode. Um, tune in to the next. <laughs> tune in to the next episode. Is this gonna get copyrighted? Where... You think? Oh, <laughs> maybe. Does Spotify look at them? And then. Tune in to our next episode where we'll be talking about race and diversity in ministry. That's a good one. Good lord. All Can't right. people just get their hearts together? That's Everyone, all it is. Everyone get your hearts together. All right. See you guys in the next one. <laughs>